This is an ABC podcast. Happy 2021 and happy days because this episode of Off Track, we've got a program filled with sounds from all around the world, all recorded by people like you who've listened in and are now noticing nature being noisy all around. My name is Dr. Ann Jones and Mick and Terry have got the right idea. Send them in. I know, I know. Yeah. So we're recording. We listen to it every Sunday morning. Recording now. Mick and Terry are standing next to the shearing shed in Ngambi in Victoria, and neither of them knew what was making this racket. Please see this. It's amazing. Do you know what it's all about? No. That is a maniacal cackling frog, otherwise known as a parent's tree frog. From frogs of the east to the frogs of the west. Gary and Sophie sent in this recording from the Pilbara. This is well outside my area of knowledge, so I roped in an expert to help. This is Paul Dowdy from the Western Australian Museum, curator of herpetology. I've just had a listen to Gary and Sophie's frog call from Knox Gorge in the Pilbara. And this sounds to me like a Pilbara toadlet, we call it. Euperilia saxatilis for the connoisseurs. And this is a little sort of frog, maybe three or four centimetres, usually calling from creek lines. And it has that sort of throaty, simple sound. And then the males will also do these little, like, eat sounds once in a while, which is its characteristic sort of call for these guys. This type of frog is more common in the tropics, so there's quite a large radiation of these frogs in the tropics, but they do dribble down into the Pilbara and a little bit beyond. Hello, off-track team. I'm a volunteer at Mary Cancross Nature Reserve near Mullaney in the Blackall Ranges in southeast Queensland. I have to walk the forest track and just be a presence in the forest. It's really such a wonderful volunteering experience. I come in here experiencing the different seasons and moods 
of this little fragment of subtropical rainforest. Now I'll see if I can capture some bird sound. I can hear catbirds and various doves, maybe brown pigeons. Usually there's a lot of whip birds and I haven't heard any today. I'm sure that some of your ornithologist friends would be able to identify a lot of these sounds a lot better than me. Have a lovely day. Bye. Hi, I'm Chris Burwell, Curator of Entomology at the Queensland Museum in Brisbane, but I'm also a keen bird watcher. This is a lovely recording and the dominant call is the caterwauling wailing of green catbirds. But if you listen carefully, there's quite a lot of other species calling too. Some of them only call once or twice, such as grey shrike thrushes. Pale-headed rosellas. Lewin's honeyeater. And the alarm call of an eastern whipbird but a couple of species call more frequently. The most obvious is something called the brown jerigony, a small greyish colored bird that flits through the canopy as it forages. When I was growing up, jerigonies were called warblers because the majority of species have quite melodious calls, but it's the exception. It has a really harsh chattering, chittering call part of which is often rendered as, which is it? And there's even a suggestion that jerigony might be a rendering of that call too. The other one is harder to pick up because it's further away and seems quite faint in the recording. But it's a number of deep wooing or booing calls. And it's the rose-crowned fruit dove. Quite a small pigeon of the canopy, but it's much more often heard than seen. Despite of its brilliant coloration, it's green with a yellow belly and a vibrant pink crown. It has a couple of common calls, one of which it's the advertising call of about 30 notes that starts off slow and accelerates as the call progresses. But this one, repeatedly throughout the recording, you can hear the contact call, which is a three or four note boo, ooh, boo. And in this part of the world, in southeast Queensland, they're normally summer and spring visitors.
most intriguing email from Eddie, who said that he thought he might have heard witches in a swamp. So I asked him to elaborate. Hi, Anne. My name is Eddie Bernardi, and I'm here at Saltwater Creek Swamp in North Lakes in Queensland. This clappy noise at sunset is quite intriguing and daring, considering the number of witches hiding behind the trees. You know, my ancestors come from a region in Italy, right by the Bridge of the Devil in Borgo Mozzano, Luca. And over there, it's widely known that when you're walking through the woods, there are some forest hags that will find amusement in clapping their hands right behind you, and they'll quickly hide behind the next tree before you turn around. And surely the last thing you want to do is to check whether they're really hiding behind those trees or not. Anyway, here in North Lakes, I'm surprised with the quantity, the numbers, which is clapping from behind the trees nonstop, apparently with little regards to my presence and maybe just announcing the arrival of another night full of depravity, who knows. Well, just in case, this could be a misreading of mine, and if the clapping noise is eventually produced by an animal, I'd love to know what it could be. I love that interpretation of some sort of forest spirit trying to scare you. But Eddie, I think they're striped marsh frogs just tick-tock popping away. That's what they do. Record your nature stories just like Eddie did and send them to me off track at abc.net.au. Hi, my name's Louise. Um, I recorded this Don Chorus while camping at Nug Nug near Mount Buffalo in Victoria on New Year's Eve. The birds were so loud that it woke me up in my tent um, and so I, I woke up enough to press record and fell asleep again. My name is Crystal and I'm an environmental science PhD student at Deakin University. Thank you so much for sending through that beautiful dawn chorus. I loved listening to it because I felt like I was back in the bush and not in front of my computer at home. So I could identify a number of different species throughout the recording. There was the occasional chortle from a magpie. the melodic song from a blackbird, and then every so often the faint whip-like call that I believe is from a golden whistler. However, the most prominent calls were from superb fairy wrens, which, might I add, are one of my favourite Australian birds. So their calls are the super high-pitched, fast, repetitive calls that you can hear in bouts throughout the recording. Now, fairy wrens, not only are they beautiful to look at, but they're highly intelligent too. 
So there's this other bird species called a cuckoo, and they don't raise their own young. They lay their eggs in other birds' nests so that those other birds raise their young for them, and they're known as a parasitic species. However, wrens have evolved a method to identify their own young from those of cuckoos. So wrens sing a specific song to their unhatched eggs throughout incubation, essentially teaching them a vocal passcode before they even hatch, which I just think is so unbelievable. And so when the nest is full of begging hatchlings, only the wren chicks are able to accurately replicate that passcode, allowing adults to correctly identify their own young and say, hold on, that one's not singing that song correctly. You're not my own chick. And I just find that such an incredibly interesting phenomenon that is occurring. And Crystal's own research is about lapwings and the noises that they make while incubating and even while they're still in the egg. Search out the off-track episode that we made together. It's called Lovers Unmasked. I'll link to it on the off-track website. from Woodford sent in this racket. My name is Dr Nathan Emery. I am a scientific officer at the Australian Botanic Garden, Mount Annan, but I'm also a passionate cicada researcher. So what we can hear in the recording are a number of Cyclochyla australasiae cicadas, commonly known as the Gringrosa. And we've seen an absolute phenomenal year for this species uh, throughout New South Wales. And this species actually has a number of uh, colour morphs which have different common names. So we have masked devils, which are orange and black in colour. We also have the yellow Mondays, which are a a pale sort of yellowy orange uh, colour. We have the typical green grocer, which is, as you might guess, green. And we also have the very elusive and rare teal to blue coloured blue moon cicada. And indeed, it's been such a really good year that we've actually had two sightings uh, that we know of, of this rare colour variant. We've also discovered a new colour morph of this species this season, which we're currently referring to as the black bandit. It's a predominantly black colour morph with a little bit of green in some of the parts of the body. So really, really exciting discovery this year. And this mass emergence we're seeing of this species follows on from the previous mass emergence seven years ago. So we're seeing the progeny of those cicadas in this current year and they're just out in their hundreds and and thousands of them throughout the summer. Thanks, Nathan. Cicada names are truly the best. 
wherever you are in the world, record the sounds of nature that you hear and send them to me. Off track at abc.net.au is the email address. A quick spangled drongo from Greg in the NT. On the top half, the spangled drongo sort of looks like a chuff and a starling had a love child, slightly iridescent black feathers and bright red eyes. The bottom half has a wonderful tail split in two and flared out on either side, sort of looks like the shape of Gumby's plasticine legs. How fabulous. All my froggies after 360 mils of rain on the north coast of New South Wales at Kangala. Just fabulous. Thanks, Anne. No, thank you, Joanne. That frog chorus is just too good to go unheard. Hey, this is Brittany Mitchell. I'm a PhD student studying frogs at the University of New South Wales and the Australian Museum. Wow, what an incredible chorus all that rain has brought out. You do have a few tree frogs calling. You have the bleating tree frog, Latoria dentata. The green tree frog, Latoria cerulea, which sounds a bit like a dog barking. And you also have the graceful tree frog, Latoria gracilenta. Although they do look beautiful, in my opinion, they do not have the most graceful call. It also sounds like you might have a rocket frog starting up in the back there. And also an ornate burrowing frog, which is that kind of... so good to hear so many frog species calling. How lucky you must be, Joanne, to live in this absolute frog paradise. Trips into nature are quite so smooth, though. My name is Margarita Olsen, and this is my story. It's called Chased by Whippets. Every time I think of the Hopkins River in Warrnambool, I reach for my ankles. Point Ritchie at the river mouth is the location of an ancient fireplace I had come all the way from Melbourne to see. Following instructions, I had driven to the car park 
from which wooden stairs led down to the beach. On the sand, wearing shorts and with shoes off, I turned right, squeezed between towering, glistening rocks, many times taller than me, to finally make out a cove with an impressive rock overhang. Large rocks obscured the view of the area below the rock overhang. I trudged through coarse, wet sand until, in a confused blur, I made out a figure. I had not expected to see anyone here at this hour of the day. This was not an archaeologist on her knees, trowel in hand, but a man in blindingly white shirt and pants. Eyes closed, legs crossed, hands resting on knees, thumbs and index fingers forming perfect circles, he was humming. Sheltered from wind and sea, he was, I concluded, exercising his democratic right to sit quietly in the great outdoors. Just as I was debating whether to interrupt the bloke's meditation session, two whippets came bounding up. I froze. The dogs barked loudly. Their sole mission was to get me out of there, not giving two hoots about local history. They lunged and leapt in circles, snapped at my ankles, bearing long rows of sharp white teeth. I kicked and swung my tie-together runners at the drooling bastards, all to no avail. Still yelling, I glanced over my shoulder. The yogi had scrambled to his feet. Scratching his head, he called out. The whippet's ears pricked up. Reluctantly, they stopped snarling and trotted off to their master. I turned my back on their wiry bodies and menacing jaws. Heart in throat, I caught my breath, leaning against an enormous rock, only to realize its slimy strands of I knew not what were salt staining my shirt. At the top of the cliff, I spotted the yogi and dogs. Cowardly, I hid behind a bush, inspecting my ankles and cursing his pets. Down below, the mouth of the Hopkins River glittered serenely. And the last, but not the least, this recording from southwest Queensland from Tom Tarrant. Diamond doves, budgies, willy wagtails, shovelers, rufous songlarks and tree martins all gathering after the rain. And this one, I think it's worth a moment to really have a listen to.
thank you to all of our contributors and also the experts who helped us learn about the sounds of the natural world. And you can submit your sound by emailing us. You put your sound file on as an attachment to your email and the email address is offtrack at abc.net.au. As always, keep an ear out because something wonderful is bound to be happening in nature wherever you are. And meet me back here at the same time next time with Off Track. That's when I'll take you somewhere else. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.